Uh, just one thing, I, I, because this year I'm going to be 60, and I, I know that's hard to believe. Uh, we were at dinner last night, and uh, Brother Gaddis said, so uh, Twyla's telling them I'm going to be 60 this year, and he, he goes, <laughs> he goes, <laughs> the next word out of his mouth should have been, you don't have long, you're just, this could be your last meal. Uh, so I was kind of chuckling inside. 60's not really that old, but when I was his age, 60 was really old. And so uh, I read this story, uh, daughter is reporting. I noticed that my 60-year-old father seemed to be losing his hearing, so I mentioned it to my mother. She said, things haven't changed that much. Only difference is before he didn't listen, now he can't. <laughs> Uh, here's uh, the last one. Never, ever discount the idea of marriage. Sure, someone might tell you that a marriage is just a piece of paper. Well, so is money. And what's more life-affirming than cold, hard cash? Uh, which is true. Uh, you lose that right after you get married. And so, anyway, if you take your Bible and turn to Ephesians chapter number 5, we're going to, again, look at this chapter and while you're turning there, I'm going to quote one of my favorite movies. Marriage is a dream within a dream. The dream of love wrapped within the greater dream of everlasting West. Eternity is our friend. Remember that and love will follow you forever. The Princess Bride, one of my favorite uh, movies. Yeah, you got to watch that movie. My name is Inigo Montoya. I am the, anyway. You killed my father, now I'm going to kill you. Uh, it's, it is funny, I'm sorry. If you haven't seen it, Andre the Giant is in it. He's, oh, it's, anyway, it's a, it's a must watch with the grandchildren. So we uh, looked at this, and we're going to read it again this morning, and we'll start over, and you're all like, how does he just go from stupidity to this? I don't know. The Bible says in verse number 33, Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. And uh, I didn't say this last night, but in just having a conversation with Brother Gaddis, I was reminded that in all the years that I've ever sat across from a couple that came in for counseling, never, ever can I remember. No, not ever has any one of the, well, the wife raised her hand and said, I just, I just want to take full responsibility. I haven't been living according to the Bible. Or the husband going, um, hopefully he talks deeper than his wife. Uh, I, and if you don't, that's fine. I'm not mocking that. <laughs> Uh, at all. And so, <laughs> maybe. Uh, uh, it's my fault. I involved myself in sin, and, and it's my fault. She had nothing to do with it. I mean, she's a godly woman, and I'm not living. Never. Always. It's she. <laughs> or he is so evil. I must break him. It's never... I take full responsibility. That's true. Ever. That's 
Have you ever talked to kids playing a game and somebody gets hurt? It's never, yeah, I smacked him. He's like, I have no idea what happened. I wasn't there. I mean, I'm just standing over here doing my own stuff right here, and he's like bleeding. And I'm like, I don't know how that toy got in his forehead. Uh, we have uh, granddaughters, and, and they're just the cutest. And the two youngest are uh, Lucy, or Lucy and Harper are about the same age. They're not the youngest. Uh, Lucy's the youngest of Stevens, but Harper's Rachel's middle child. And Rachel deserves a middle child like Harper. And so <laughs> if you know Rachel, if you ever met her, you know what I'm saying is true. And so... They have a real bad time dealing with uh, nanny issues. If one of them gets in nanny's lap, the other one gets in nanny's lap. And if one of them is getting her makeup done with nanny, then the other one's getting makeup. And you say, why are you doing makeup on these little children? Ask her. I'm not involved. And so um, they're, they all go in there, and they like to play. And it's nanny this, nanny that. And they fight constantly. One night I was sitting in the den, and I'm watching them fight over a microphone. Now there are two microphones and they're basically the same exact thing. They're play microphones, they don't work. And the, so they're wanting to sing and so they're trying to do a show for me and, and Lucy grabs the microphone, that's Steven's youngest, out of Harper's hand and Harper goes <sighs> I'm not, this is not an exaggeration, this is what she does. <sighs> and she starts shaking and I go <gasps> She's going to blow! She goes. Her mother walks down the stairs right at that time. Harper's mom, Rachel, walks down the stairs and she says, Harper May, let's go to the bedroom. Now somebody's got to beat that out of her, but it's not me. I'm her grandfather. So... I did my job. That's on them now. I'm going to tell you, I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen, and I laughed. I was like, <laughs> and Rachel goes, Dad, don't laugh. I said, it was funny. Yes. That's comedy right there. Why did you do it? She, she took it out of my hand. Well, can't you share? There's two. Why didn't you just grab the other one? Because she took it out of my hand. She's been looking at me the whole time. It was never because I'm evil. And uh, I was mad. And so I decided to blow up. And now, you watch little kids do that. Everybody in this room would go, I, I get that. They're little kids. They don't really know better. They have to be taught to know better. I don't get it when adults do that. I, I'm sorry, I don't. But let me just say this. I used to because I used to be one of those adults. I mean, my wife's sitting here shaking her head. You can watch. She's verifying. I used to be the guy who said to her, well, if you would do this, I wouldn't do this. Well, if you're going to accuse me of this, I'm going to do this. That, by the way, those are the dumbest things ever said by a man. If you're going to accuse me, I'm just going to do it. Genius. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. That always works out. Yeah. It's like somebody told uh, President Biden, if you'll be the president, we'll do this for you. Um, and he, he did. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, what are we having for breakfast? 
Well, it's actually lunch. Um, oh, I just got up. <sighs> anyway, I do pray for him that people will quit abusing him like that. I do. Uh, but we do have a problem with accepting responsibility. Uh, you, if you're not saying yes, then you're just lying to yourself. Because if our kids start doing something, if you have children in here, there's always somebody to blame. The school, uh, their friends. It's never, my, my daughter's evil. My son is evil. That's why Swadley's Barbecue is better than a child. I mean, I mean Brother Mark said it. I, I didn't. I'm just repeating some truth from the Swadley Bible. But uh, the, the fact of the matter is we, we do struggle with being responsible for ourselves. Now, I love it because this section of Scripture is not going to take very long. In fact, the pastor leaned over to me and said, Now you have until 10 if you need it. I'll go right to 9.59 and 59 seconds. And then I'll say, hey, at least I was done before. So let's get right into it here. You're probably saying, finally. So we ended there with submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Now, it is no mistake the Bible is done in an orderly fashion. So we know that the next words that are coming for us are going to be to help us understand what that looks like. And so what it looks like and the best way to make it happen is among families in the church. And especially it begins with the husband and the wife. Now, Charles Spurgeon says that God in all of the scripture begins with the wife because she has the most difficult job of the two. And any man that will admit it will admit I can't believe my wife would have followed me. Why didn't she stop me? But if she would have tried, you would have cried. <laughs> if she would have said, why are we doing this? This seems, I'm going to use the right word, not the word I'm thinking, unwise. Because yeah. <laughs> I know stupid is offensive. So this seems unwise for us to do this. Twyla has said to me many times, well, if you really believe that's what the Lord wants us to do, then I'm with you. I'll do it. When she says that in my heart, I go, oh, no, now I have to really decide. I mean, she knows what she's doing. She knows how to manipulate me, I'm telling you. And so, <laughs> you go, Brother Ron, why are you so mean? It's just true. When you're married 40 years, you understand things about yourself. When you're married one year, you don't yet. Two years, you're getting close. Three years, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. And so... But the Bible there then says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. So the word submit is not a man-made word. It is a word that is designed by God in his word. Man would not come up with this word because every time you say the word submit, women and men alike go, oh! Especially in this day and age where it's not politically correct for anybody to follow anybody. Well, I'm my own person. Congratulations. That's going to get you a long, long, long way. Submit. To submit means to yield. It, it means that you are supposed to surrender your power, your will the, uh, to the authority of another. And here's the kicker. Without murmuring. It's part, of the, it's part of the definition. 
without murmuring. So, being Harper and Rachel saying, Harper May, come with me. And her going, is not submission. Or, I told him not to do that. I tried to tell him, but he wouldn't listen to me. Pastor, I talked to my husband and he would not listen to me. Well, he hasn't been listening to the word of God. Why would he listen to you? Yeah. Huh. If you're going to submit, you've got to do it the Bible way. Amen. And believe me, there's not a lot of wiggle room here. And I know I'm, you know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the women and I'm going to tell you right now, just from my perspective as a man who's had a wife that is very submissive, I just want you to know my heart bleeds for you because I know men are stupid. Uh, I mean, unwise and <laughs> or brutish. And now some of the men are going. Yeah. <laughs> Chill out. I'll be leaving. You can tell your pastor all your woes later. Yeah. He was so rude. Yes, yes, he was. I wouldn't have said it like that. That's usually what most pastors. Well, that's not the way I would have said it, but. Uh, <laughs> He was right, but I wouldn't have said it. It's what they're thinking, people. All right. And, and I think if it's in there, Jesus said it's got to. No, I didn't say that. But I think he said what proceeds out of the mouth coming from the heart. So I'm going to be careful. So anyway, so you're supposed to be submissive to your own husband. I, I, I'll just give you a. So you don't have to be submissive to every man because some men. Well, there's no man that's your husband except one person. And do you know when I'm a, as a pastor, uh, the first thing I'm going to say to a lady that comes in, and, and this happens more and more, it's, I, it's, I don't know what it is, and if, if uh, I, don't, I haven't really talked to any of the preachers in here, but something that's interesting to me is more and more women are coming in, and the first thing they want to tell me as the pastor is all about what their husband, how their husband is doing wrong. Now, I don't talk with a woman uh, at all by myself. Sure. My wife is always sitting there. And I know when that woman starts that, my wife is going to say, we're not going to talk about that. If he was here, yeah. he could address it, but you're not going to talk about him like that. I don't have to say anything. I can go. I just wait. Because Twyla, in all of her five foot, one inch frame, rises up like a volcano. <laughs> And she says, bless God, you're not going to talk like that. <laughs> I have seen her. Anyway, um, I can't go there. It's dark. <laughs> My wife is very submissive. I, I did not live uh, a life walking with the Lord at all. The first probably 10 years we were married, there was no semblance of it. I was pursuing money. I was pursuing relationships to make money. And so I didn't treat her as a woman that uh, I even cared if she submitted to me. I didn't because I didn't know or think about this. And so as I began to learn the Bible, and, and, and I'm going to tell you, and I want to say this right out, and I think a lot of the older couples in here would agree with this. No preacher sat me down and taught me any of this. 
there weren't things like this in our early marriage. It was all about, and, and I'm not trying to be crass or anything. I'm just telling you what, it was all about your physical sexual relationship. In the days that we were young marrieds, that's what it was. Our church that we went to, and it was a, it was a Baptist church uh, in Springfield, Missouri. The church that we went to had one of these seminars with uh, one of these doctors that came in. And all he taught about was your physical relationship and how that's going to enhance it. Never was there any discussion of the scriptures. Never was there any discussion. And it was about date nights. It was about planning, bringing your wife flowers, all of this. Do you want me to tell you, uh, wives, how you can best serve your husband? Just submit to him in love with affection and let God teach him what he needs to teach him. It will help him. Well, I don't like that. How am I supposed You married him. You made a choice. Probably had people in your life going, don't marry him. I mean, I can hear Brother Mark's wife's mom and dad saying, don't marry him. Because my mom and dad told Twyla, don't marry him. My mom took Twyla aside and said, do you do... Do you know who he, you are, have you thought about this? Have you prayed? My mom did not say, he's the greatest kid ever. No, no, no. She said, don't just think about this. Think. Twyla, no one said to her ever, Twyla, you need to submit yourself to your, you know what had to happen? The word of God had to break in on us and we had to yield ourselves to it. If you'll yield yourself to the Bible, I guarantee you, you'll have no problem submitting. Because if you're doing the first part of the chapter, submission is natural in the authority level. When you're following God as a dear child, you're a dear child. You're going to do what God says. You're not going to question it. You're going to argue with it. You're not going to read some book that says, well, the, the Bible says, yeah, people are mad. They're slamming doors. So, I noticed all of you went. So. This is how my mind works. So if, if, you're, if, if, if you struggle with submission, then you need to ask yourself this, this question. Am I willing, do I willingly submit myself to God? Because this says that you're doing it, you're doing it as unto the Lord. In Colossians, it says, as is fit in the Lord. In other words, you're supposed to do these things that become a follower of God. It is right for a wife to submit to her husband as unto the Lord. And I'm going to tell you, our world needs women that are smart, that, are, that can do business. That's the woman of Proverbs 31 that support their husband. At the same time, they can give their husband good counsel, but receive direction and follow that direction without grumbling and griping and complaining. And I'll tell you, you'll help your marriage if you'll do it. Now you go, well now, Brother Ron, are you going to stay here? No. The longest part of this message is to the husband. But ladies, you have the hardest job. Because men, we do not follow God properly. If anybody in the relationship is going to struggle with following God as a dear child and walking in light and knowing the will of God, it's going to be the man. Why? 
We're so full of pride, we think we can make ourselves, give ourselves our own direction, and do what we're supposed to do. And it's, so if, here's the proof. Here is your proof. You're driving down the road. Twyla and I drive a lot. That's why the road trip question last night was, no, I'd rather be at home because we're on a road trip constantly. We've been all over the United States driving. In November, we drove all the way to California and back. We took a little vacation time, preached out there, enjoyed it. It was a blast, but we travel all the time. And it is, it, it, Twyla watches the GPS and listens to the, you know, we call her Gabby on the uh, GPS on your phone that says, turn right. And I'm like, this can't be the turn. I'm arguing with the woman that's telling me how to go places. Exit, 400 feet, and I'm blowing by it because I'm, I'm in like, I'm doing 80. It's time to keep going. And so Twyla goes, you just passed our exit. Shortcut. <laughs> so we go to the next exit, and I do a U-turn. She goes, shortcut? I said, shortcut to the shortcut. <laughs> go back to the exit. Get off the exit. Why? I don't want to admit that she's right and I wasn't listening. I mean, that's the way my mind is. I sometimes get so... Now, she's not telling me where to go, but she is trying to help me because that's what God created her be was a help meet. But you know what my pride does? It doesn't listen. So ladies, just understand that as long as you're willing to submit, and I'm not... Please, I do not... I do not believe... Just watch, you, I do not believe this is submission. Your husband's out here and you're like. And he turns around and goes. All right, we're going to go fishing. Twyla would say, I really don't have time to fish today. Well, we're going. You are going. We are not. <laughs> I've got to do this, 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 and this. Woman, submit! I'm not going fishing. I don't have time to go fishing. I don't expect you to be this quiet, demure, um, oh, I'm so afraid to look at him in the eyes. That's not what... That is not what the Bible means. And unfortunately, men have this idea because whenever you say the word submit about a wife, if you, you can't say this verse at a, a men's conference because they'll all go home and say, Woman, I just heard a message about your submission. Bless God. They miss the husbands love your wives. They just go straight to submission because if my wife, I've heard this, if my wife would just submit to me, Brother Ron, I I'd be a better leader. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Leaders lead. They don't wait for people to submit. They lead. And when people surrender, they try to treat them properly, which is exactly what they should do. So wives, submit yourselves. It says, why? Well, God never gives us direction like submit yourself. 
without giving us a reason why. This is the way the Bible's formed. When you read it, what you find out is God told the children of Israel exactly why they were supposed to do what they were going to do, why they were doing the sacrifices, why. Hebrews tells us all about it. And when we look back, we go, oh, when they were doing it, they may not have understood it, but God said, it'll be life to you. You need to see it. So this is exactly what he continues to do because he's the same God of the Old Testament. So he says... For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in every, in, in every, in every thing. Two words. Every thing. Everything? Yes. In every thing. What, well, my husband's not godly. You hear that? Well, if my husband was godly, I would be submissive to him. That's, that is not what the Bible says. I know. This is what makes it so hard. Husbands don't always follow God. Sometimes they make bonehead decisions and they tell you you're gonna, they're going to make them. You go, Brother Ron, you are really hard on the men. Well, I was a little hard on the lady, so let's be hard on the men for a minute. And so... Men think they're always right. I'm sorry, they do. Uh, oh, I was drilling something. And my daughter-in-law came out. It was at their house. I was trying to fix something. Stephen is not a handyman. And so I like to think I am. Maybe not after you hear this story. And so he didn't have a drill in uh, uh, any way end up finding one that's a corded drill. And let me just say they're very dangerous. And so I was drilling a hole and I had been drilling like this and I thought, boy, this is just not going through. And the, dull, the bit was getting a little dull. Instead of being, you know, like a man, instead of being smart, I, because we're not, uh, okay, I'm not, calm down. Everybody's like totally offended. How does he know I'm not smart? Because you asked that question. And so, so I change and I'm drilling this way. Well, the, the thing I was drilling through was like this, and I thought, I'll never, that I'll never, wrong. It slipped and got caught in my jeans and started drilling into my leg, and I'm going, yeah. She was standing at the door watching me. She had just said, do you think you should be drilling that way? I said, well, I, I've been drilling like this, and she goes, you, but that seems a little, and right when she said dangerous, <laughs> it's drilling into my leg, and I'm like getting my hand out of there, and she fell on the ground laughing. <laughs> Not figuratively. She was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh. Stephen comes running out, Dad. <laughs> At that moment, I should have listened. The fact of the matter is, husbands do things unwisely many times. But when you follow them and everything, here's what happened for me. The more dumb things I did and I saw the outcome, I began to realize, you know what? The decisions I'm making 
they're causing my wife and then children to go through the consequences of my choices. At some point, if a man begins to grow in the Lord, he's gonna, his eyes are going to open. And the best way for that to start is for a wife to just simply submit herself in everything. And then the Bible says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church, and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself, for no man yet ever hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. The Bible says this, Proverbs 18, 22, Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. Ecclesiastes 9, 9 says, Live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of the life of thy vanity, which he hath given thee under the sun all the days of thy vanity, for that is thy portion in this life, and in thy labor which thou takest under the sun. Whoever knew that when you got married, it was the Lord giving you in your... So this life is vain. It just is. But when you got a wife, not only did you gain favor from the Lord, but you also, God is giving you some, some life, something that will fulfill your life. It, it's amazing. I, I read those verses. I thought, wow. The Bible says in uh, Colossians 3.19, husbands... Love your wives and be not bitter against them. Why does it tell the man not to be bitter against the wife and not the wife? You know why? Because most conversations I have with men, I'm sorry to say this, but most, I would say 99.9% .9 of them are, the, are this. My wife doesn't fulfill my needs. Now, some of you are sitting here and you have no idea what's coming in your life. You have no idea what's coming in your marriage. And so I'm going to tell you what I've seen. If you even think an inkling of that, if, you're, if you cannot find satisfaction in your wife, in a relationship as a friend, in a relationship as a helpmeet, in a relationship as a physical partner, if you begin to leave any of those things, let me just say this, some woman's going to come along and your eye's going to rove and you're going to go after her and then you're going to blame your wife. Brother Ron, I would never do that. Never is longer than you want to promise. The danger is men don't love their wives as Christ loved the church. I use this example every time I counsel someone and I'll give it to you. If I say to the young married couple or the couple that's being married, because sometimes they're older, I'll say, I need to ask you a question. And I'll look at the man. Do you love her? Yes. Okay. Do you love her enough that if she was in a car accident after you get married on the way to the airport to go on your honeymoon and she is physically incapable of doing anything from the neck down, would you stay with her? and love her and support her and treat her with the respect and honor that you, or are you that deep into this relationship? 
most people will, most men will say this, well, I, I, don't, I would hate for that to happen. I, but they'll never say, well, I, I think I could. They either jump right on and go, of course I would. And I go. The fact of the matter is, that's how we're supposed to love our wives. Whether she submits or not, I'm going to love her. Why? Because that's the way Christ loves the church. If you'll be honest as a church member, you don't submit yourself to the Lord all the time. If you'll be honest. We like to think that we do, but we don't. Why? Well, most of us don't even obey these simple verses. And we say, well, I tell her I love her. Look, telling her you love her is part of it. Doing things for her is part of it. But that is not the love she needs. She needs unconditional, unwavering love. This love, God sent Christ, and Christ loved us so much that he took our debt. That he bore our sin. That he not only then, not only did he do that, but he took responsibility for presenting us as the church spotless. He made a way for our spiritual well-being. A husband's responsibility is to grow spiritually so that he can spiritually lead his wife. The biggest problem in marriages today is there's no spiritual connection. There's a physical connection. Sometimes there's an emotional connection, but there's no spiritual connection. And I'm not talking about just sitting down and having devotions in some kind of practice every day. I'm talking about Twyla and I, when we're driving down the road, we talk about spiritual things, not about people, which when you're in the ministry, you can talk about a lot of things. <laughs> anyway, uh, like how stupid. Twyla has this certain ringtone for this certain person, and every time it rings, they go, your best friend's texting you. And it's this lady who evidently has no life. And so, uh, so I mock Twyla quite often on that. And probably every, uh, yeah, now people are going, that's me. I should. I should stop texting her. No, uh, so you're not here as far as I know. If you are, sorry. And um, so I know this lady. So I know her. But then, you know, we won't talk about her, but we'll start talking about, for instance, we may be heading somewhere and, and I'll say, you know, I was reading today. What do you think about this? And she'll. So Twyla and I more than ever have a spiritual connection right now. Because that's what's going to keep you together. Last night I said love is not going to keep you together. What's going to keep you together is love and a spiritual connection. There's got to be a spiritual... Well, I have nothing in common with my wife. I've heard men say that. Well, I, we just have nothing in common. Well, do you read your Bible? Mostly everybody falsely says yes. So then I'll say, where are you reading? In a place... What place? Jesus wept. What? And he's going to. My husband's going to weep too. And so, well, what are you reading? What are you learning from the Word of God? So now people come to my office and they say, I know, I know. The first question you're going to ask me is, where have you been reading your Bible? I'm just going to be honest. I haven't been reading. I'm going to say, well, this is, conversation's over because... You know exactly what the problem is. Brother Ron, do you really believe that reading the Bible is that important? Yeah, 
Uh, Job said it, I need it, it's my necessary food. Read Psalm 119. It's very important. If I'm not partaking it every day, man, listen, you can't love your wife because you don't even know what it is. Because this is God love we're talking about, not man love. Man love goes, whatever she can do with me, I'll love her. I love you, honey. That's why when they get old and their children move out, they're getting divorced at an exponential rate because they don't even know each other. The only thing they had in common were their kids. I have, Twan and I have a great time. We're friends. I mean, she is my friend. She's my best friend. I trust her more than any person in the world. If I can't trust her, who can I trust? I'm sorry, Twilight. Uh, I've got to call my best, best, best friend. <laughs> Hi, Ted. How's it going? <laughs> He'll go, why are you calling me? What do you want? Well, I just have this, I just have this problem. So what? <laughs> Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> Twilight will sit, talk to me. Yeah, I know that. I know you. She'll even say to me, remember, when I start griping. Uh, in fact, we were getting ready to leave to come here. And I got a phone call. And I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I don't care what other pre how other preachers lie. I'm just going to be honest. I've got somewhere to go. I've got something. I know some preachers are trying to be so gracious. They're going to they're gonna say, oh, I would never do that. They are liars. And so I had the phone. I got the phone call. I went, And the person's talking, I'm going, well, that's, uh, that's a bummer. Twyla's watching me, she's going, Yes, okay. Well, I guess I should call then and find out what's going on. Okay, I'll call you back and let you know how it goes. All right. All righty then, bye-bye. Ring. So, I understand this has happened. Um... I need to ask you why you said this. Idiot. <laughs> I wasn't thinking this, I was doing this. You go, Brother Ron, you're so mean. Yeah, I wouldn't ever want to be counseled by you. Awesome. And so. So that wasn't probably the right answer. That's not the right way. That's not the, you know, da, da, da. here's what the Bible says. Da, 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 da. And the person says, these are the most hated words I hear. Can I be honest with you? Oh, my word. Sure. Okay. Well, that's not the problem. Uh, 
Well, it's not the problem. That's not what we're talking about. I don't care how you feel about it. That's not the problem. The problem is this. This is what you said. This is what was done. This was not okay. I know. Why didn't you just say that? Okay. You just weren't listening. Now, they're going to tell you the difference is that wasn't my wife. I do listen to my wife. So men are not given to naturally loving people. We're not. I mean, how can you love to hunt and gut something and then say, I love my wife? <laughs> I love Swadley's barbecue. Oh, yeah. And I love my children. <laughs> Maybe not as much. You know. the, the fact is men do struggle with it. That's why God gives them the direction to love their wife and then be not bitter against them. And I'm what, the reason I gave you the phone call is because sometimes I get bitter that people are wasting my time. You go, oh, Brother Ron, that's ungodly. I am admitting before you, yes, it is. I understand that. I do have a problem. Because, not because my time is more important, but because I'm not naturally given to that. So even thinking about what I was going to preach and knowing that this conversation was probably going to come out, I'm thinking, should I tell people this? Should I tell them that I am ungodly? And the fact of the matter is, yes, I am. So that's why God gives me direction. Husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Because men are usually, and I'm saying this today in this time frame, usually unemotional. They're very fact-driven. Blurb, 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 goodbye, thank you. Thanks for playing. You're a great wife. I'll catch you later after I get home. You get home and your wife's going, why is she mad? So why are you mad? What's, blah, 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 what did I do? Well, do you remember the conversation we had this morning? No. No, I've had conversations with people driving back and forth to work. There's no way. And I was in the truck alone. And so, <laughs> why did you cut me off? And so Twyla goes, well, I tried to tell you this. And then did you remember this? And I went, no. I need that direction. And, and I'm just going to say this. And men, you have the easiest job of all. You should be able to look at your wife with sincerity and love her just because she's sitting next to you. I recently heard a man say to a wife, I could have any woman I want. That man is crazy. That's not true. God on purpose designed a woman specifically for you brought her to you, she is sitting next to you, you should say, this is the greatest gift God's ever given me because that's what God said, she is the greatest gift I've ever given you. This is so your life will be life. Well, Brother Ron, I mean, he says he's talking about the church and he says, if you do not care for your wife spiritually and you do not love her spiritually enough to care for her, you are missing a great part of your life. My wife is my best friend. That's how we can joke around so much. If you talk to her, she, I mean, she has things to say about me and I don't go, oh, she's tearing me down in front of people. Well, first of all, I don't mind tearing myself down in front of people. And second of all, we don't take each other that seriously. 
I'm not that serious a person. Everybody's so offended today. She looked at me wrong. You are such a baby. Just go back to your little blankie and suck your thumb. We're, we're, everything is so touchy-feely. You know, when you're driven spiritually, the flesh is so far removed that when you begin, you are going to find your deepest, most satisfying relationship, a spiritual one with your wife. And I'm standing here today, having been almost 40 years, 39 years and counting married, and I couldn't be happier with the wife of my youth. It wasn't always that way. What had to change was me. Every head bowed, every eye closed.